is, um, it's interesting. The, the mayor of Poway came uh, to the church, churches, to our pastor's group, and asked if we would get together and pray for rain. So um, I'm going to, the, so we prayed right there, and then we're going to go to the council meeting with the mayor and the city council and invite them. We're going to go to the, uh, down um, well, Poway Lake and gather the gazebo, inviting the council members. The mayor is going to be there inviting the pastors, and then we're going to open it up for a second event on a much broader scale, maybe have a worship team and call out. But we've begun praying already, and it's interesting, this rain that just came, the National Weather Service is calling it a May miracle. Isn't that amazing? They said they're expecting up to 1.25 inches of rain, expected along the coast and the valleys, 2.25 inches of rain in the desert. And... Uh, Predicting one to three inches of snow would fall in the mountains between six to 6,500 feet, three to six inches in areas 7,500 feet, six to ten inches higher than 7,500 feet. The highest mountain peaks could get up to a foot of snow. So, you know, God have mercy on us. And uh, we're just going to pray, pray, pray. And God's going to have mercy on us because we need his sovereignty to... Uh, just overwhelm the natural. If Jesus can stop storms, God can cause it to rain. Amen. Amen. And we need it. So, um, so Andrew, where's Andrew Overson? Come on, Andrew. So Andrew Overson comes from a family of about 150 that were in our church for a long time. Precious, precious, precious family. And Andrew, and they moved to Texas, and Andrew got stationed here. He joined the military, and he got stationed here out of all places, which is awesome. We're so excited. He immediately plugged in. His father uh, called me when Andrew was coming this way and said, if you don't take care of my son, I'm coming after you. <laughs> but I haven't had to because Andrew just plugged in, and he joined the worship team. He's going to the youth group, and everything's great. And then he just got stationed in Guam. So uh, it's bittersweet. Thank you for your service. And, uh, but we hate, we hate losing you. So instead of losing you, we're going to send you. All right. Is that good? All right. So Gary, Hope, Kathy, you guys come on up here and let's, uh, let's pray. Family, you reach your hands out to, to Andrew, fine young Christian man going to Guam and going to be in a uh, very worldly environment where his light can shine. We pray for the strength of Christ like a rod going through your very, uh, the core of who you are. No fear, no intimidation, no embarrassment of being a believer in, um, in a, an environment that mocks and ridicules. Because there are going to be soldiers who respect you from a distance, and they will seek you out. Yeah. And the Lord's going to create um, chaos in their life to where they need to reach for something. And you're going to be seeable because you did not compromise uh, your walk with Jesus. You're going to grow so deep and so strong. You're going to become a new man. I, you know, I, I'm just confirming. I just, I just want to confirm what you have to hold, hold the button there. Uh, that. They are just going to see you and feel your strength 
and that you have the answers, and they are going to come to you. And that's exactly, I was going to say all that, and then John prayed it. So this is really just a word of confirmation that there's no pressure. You don't have to be anything but who you are, because you're solid in Jesus Christ. That's good. You know, you, you have made the choice to follow him. You've already made him your commander. So you don't have to do anything but do what you're doing. And they're going to come to you. And you're going to be able to help help them find your commander. And you're going to be awesome. able to help them find the answers that they're seeking. So just, just go in peace. Yeah. We bless you. So as a Gathering Place Church, under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, we send this soldier for Christ and this soldier for our nation. We bless you in his mighty name. Amen. Amen. So this morning, um, we're doing something uh, just a little different. In the body of Christ, there's like five food groups. I call them five spiritual food groups. Uh, Fellowship or friendship causes your relationship with Jesus to grow stronger because you're running in a pack. Um, Discipleship causes you to go deeper. You're in the Word. You're dealing with character issues. You're becoming more like Him. You're in prayer. And then uh, ministry causes you to grow broader because you're getting outside of yourself and you're using your giftings to bless those around you. Evangelism, you're going farther for Jesus to the ends of the world, going on missions trips, sharing the message of God's salvation. And worship causes you to go higher, which, thank God for worship. (laughs) I mean, I love going higher in God. So when we worship him, we go vertical. It takes us out of the horizontal. His presence meets. It's heaven on earth. And in that, Encounter, there's an exchange that takes place between his character strength and our character weaknesses. And his presence and invades our trials. It just transforms us. And so we want to spend a couple Sundays going vertical. We want to invest in this value system of the kingdom of God for the next couple Sundays. And nobody better to preach it than our worship pastor. So we, we shortened worship a little bit this morning, and you just teased us. You and the Holy Spirit and teased us this morning, Josh. It was hard to stop, but that was a little taste of what's coming. So Josh is going to bring the word, and then we're going to have communion uh, at the end, and Josh and the band are going to lead us back into worship, have a little piece at the end uh, to, to apply what Josh is teaching. Uh, so let's welcome Josh Hamilton, the GPC worship pastor. Yeah. All right. Good morning. How you guys doing? You guys hear me okay? Cool. It's really weird not having a microphone this way. It's just this. I'm so free. <laughs> I have a two and a half year old. And uh, yeah, her name is Sayla. And you guys see her at her best. <laughs> when she's here on Sunday. And uh, she's back there. She's worshiping. She's, you know, she's got her little flag. And she's going like this. And then she looks back at me and Daryl And she's like. You know, just like sitting back there with Daryl like, oh my goodness, what, what's happening? What, what did we create? Yeah, what did we, Lord, there was so much prayer that went into this kid. What happened? 
What happened? So I'm in Target the other day, last Saturday, with the two of them. Liv, she's six months old, and, and uh, Selah, she's two and a half. And Selah, it was supposed to be a quick visit. It was supposed to be quick. And she, she decides to manifest for some reason. <laughs> As we're over by, uh, and I'm going to get feminine products for my wife. Yeah, it's through a text. <laughs> so I'm there walking down with this huge stroller. And, you know, Sayla wants to go see the toys. So I'm like, Sayla, you have toys at home. We can go play at home. She's like, no, no, no. I'm just going crazy. And I'm all like, not now. Not now. Livy's in the car seat. I'm pushing this thing. And, you know, everybody, it feels like everybody's turning around looking at you at that point. You're like, oh, God, I'm fearful. So, and then, you know. This lady stops and turns around and makes it obvious she wants to tell me what to do. So I'm like, nope, I'm making eye contact with you. I'm, I'm not going to, because I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you want daddy to buy you a toy? No, I didn't want to buy her a toy. <laughs> so this was my face. <laughs> That's the face you make. You guys still with me? Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's let's rock. Huh? Make it fit. That's good. We'll make it fit. It's all good. Okay. So my name's Josh. If you don't know me, I've been coming to the for, to the gathering place for about uh, oh, there's the clip right there. Thanks. For about five years now. Memorial Day picnic is when me and my wife uh, showed up, and as soon as we set foot. In the company of Gathering Place, the leadership and everybody here, it was like instant family. It's like, this feels right. This feels right. And God totally orchestrated everything to us meeting the, the people that we've met. And it's just, it's family. And I feel really overly relaxed right now. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. So I just want to say, if it's your first time here, if you've been coming here for a little bit, I'm not sure, I, wel- I welcome you. You can feel safe here. You can feel safe to be yourself, and, and we, just, we just love you. So keep on coming. Um, so the purpose of my sermon today, we're going to be talking about worship. John asked me to share uh, worship and to preach a little message, and I'm like, man, worship is such a huge subject. There's so many things I could talk about and teach about on the subject of worship. But I really... When I started opening up the Bible and just, you know, praying about, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to share? Um, he, I could not get out of the book of Revelation. You know when he just keeps bringing you back to certain scriptures and it just, they jump off the page at you. And as I'm putting this together, I was, you know, like crying and then laughing and then crying. And I'm like, this is going to be good. So I just, uh, just want to say, anticipate God doing something huge today, okay, in your heart. In your life, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna do it by letting the words speak on His behalf. And as the Holy Spirit starts to kind of trigger things in your heart, respond to it. Don't just accept it; embrace it. It's gonna be awesome. So let's go ahead and pray. Lord, I just uh, welcome you in your house this morning. We say, "Heaven come, Lord, have your way." We open up our heart. We open up our mind. We open up everything that we are, and we surrender to your will today, God. 
Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Revelations 4. And you can throw it up on the overhead projector. If you don't have a Bible, you can just follow along that way. And if I can get there, that'd be great. Okay, a little bit of a a read here, but I want you to use your imagination and picture in your mind what this scene looks like. Because it's incredible. I was getting blasted just thinking about this image of who God is. So the, the, our, our first part here is who is God and why do we worship him? Revelations 4 verse 1. After this I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven and a voice I heard first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here. And I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the spirit and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian, a rainbow resembling an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder before the throne. Seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also before the throne there was looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures and they were covered with eyes from front to back. The first living creature was like a lion, second was like an ox, third had the face of a man and fourth flying like an eagle each of their four living of these four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around even under his wings day and night they never stopped saying holy 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 is the lord god almighty who is who was and is and is to come everyone say he is holy Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Amen. What a picture, right? My goodness. So flashes of lightning, peals of thunder. We see God in the appearance of Jasper. I mean, all these colors just going crazy. And a rainbow over his throne that was like an emerald. To me, this shows God's power. So we worship God because he's powerful. Amen? Let's talk about the four living creatures. Those four living creatures had eyes all over the place. They were seeing different parts of God and who he was. They were seeing new things. I believe they couldn't help themselves when they shouted, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They couldn't help themselves because God was revealing new aspects of his nature. You can't help yourself when you're in the presence of a holy God. Holy, you're holy. (laughs) You're separate. Holiness means separate, set apart. God is separate. He's set apart. He's worthy of praise. (laughs) So, Let's jump over to Revelations 5, verse 8 to 14. This was a good one, too. And when he had taken it, the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Worship and prayer is linked. 
And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals because you were slain with and with your blood. You purchased men for God from every tribe and every language and people and nation. You have made them a kingdom of priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. (laughs) Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering those thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and elders in a loud voice. They sang worthy is the lamb who is slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Man, what a picture. Then I heard that every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb be praised and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshipped. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. God is doing a new thing. I believe he's, he's, he's doing a new thing in this church and in your life with revealing new aspects about his nature. He's giving us a new song. It might not be, it might not come out like a music song. It might just be an inspiration. Now, I'm a musician, obviously. And, you know, there's nothing like getting a new instrument, <laughs> like a really nice instrument. And, like, I was in the studio a couple weeks ago and I played... Uh, one of this guy's guitars um, that was uh, like $2,200, $3,000 brand new. And as soon as I picked it up, I looked at everybody in the studio and was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I played different on it. I played different on it because it inspired me. It was a new thing. It was something that inspired. So this morning, allow God to inspire you with a new aspect of his nature. Amen. Is he working right now? <laughs> I said, I, like, that's why I feel overly relaxed because I'm sitting there. Like, normally I'd be like, oh, my goodness, I have to preach. I normally have a guitar in my hands, but I, I feel great. I feel great. I'm talking to my family, and the Lord is here. It's amazing. Yeah. So forget the former things. Isaiah 43 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. We're perceiving it right now. We're learning to recognize the presence of God. And when he's moving, we're responding to it. Don't just accept it. Oh, that's nice. No, embrace it because God loves you. He wants something new to happen in you. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens it, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Lord, I pray that you would help us to recognize when you're speaking, not just in worship, not just on Sunday, but in our, our daily lives. Who we are and how we can worship God. So who are we? We've seen, we've painted the picture of who God is. We know who he is. Our responsibility as Christians, as believers, is to know God and make him known. So how, who are we? And how do we worship God? What was it that Christ accomplished on the cross on our behalf? He took our sin, which separated us from God, made us right in his sight, which means that we've been made the righteousness of God. He conquered death at his resurrection, giving us eternal life. He made us a kingdom of priests, as it says in Revelation, what we just read. 
He made us a kingdom of priests, gave us his Holy Spirit, made us the children of God. That's a good word. That's a really good word. Let's jump over to Ephesians 1. We're reading the Bible today. Is that okay? We're reading the Bible? Good? Yeah? It's all good? All right. (laughs) It's good to read the Bible even if you don't get anything out of it. Bill Johnson said something uh, a few weeks ago I was listening to. You know, people come up to him and they say, Oh, when I read the Bible, I don't, I don't feel like I get anything out of it. It's, you know, it's just kind of like we're just there and, you know, I don't connect. And Bill's like, well, I don't remember anything I ate last week, but I knew it did me good. Or, you know, <laughs> or when people read the Bible and they say, ah, oh, I fall asleep every time I read the Bible because I read, read it before bed. And Bill Johnson said, I never scold my kids for falling asleep in my arms. <laughs> that just made me that just made me melt. I'm like, all right, I'm going to read it. <laughs> I got to get in the Bible more. All right, Ephesians 1, verse 3 to 8. Praise be to God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us, you, in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to as son, as his sons, through Jesus Christ, to be adopted with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glory and grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us in all wisdom and understanding. Amen. Verse 13 through 14. And you were also included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. As I was reading this um, and thinking about the concept of worship and, you know, what we do here on Sunday, you know, it's a verb. (laughs) It's an action. It requires participation as we're responding to the presence of God. Uh, And I thought... Um, And think about this. See if you relate. A lot of our inhibitions in worship, shame in approaching God boldly, and struggles in our identity is we don't believe and or don't realize we are sons or daughters. We still try to prove ourselves by trying to earn God's love. We pray and pray like we are struggling to get his attention. We already have his attention. We live in a performance-driven society, and unfortunately, we sometimes graft that into the same mentality in a way we approach God in our walks with Him, in our prayer life, in our, you know, reading the Bible, and in our worship, too. You know, you may be struggling with something in your life with sin and, or, or, or just having a hard time maybe financially. You're praying for something that's not coming to pass, and, you know, you feel like you're distant between you and God when The Bible says we have access to the Father by the same Spirit. You have access to the Father right now where you're sitting. You can connect. Instant. You're there. You know why? Because you're already seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's why. The work of God is to believe in the one and only Son. You guys get that? We don't have to work for God's affection. (sighs) 
for a long time, for a long time, I felt like I had to work for God's affection. And I didn't get it. I didn't connect the dots that I'm, I'm a son. I'm his son. He gave me a spirit. If you received Christ, he's given you his spirit, his seal of approval. You're accepted. You have access. Jesus said, the work of God is to believe in me. That's what Jesus said. That's all the work we have to do. You don't have to try so hard. You don't have to try so hard to get into the presence. He's already here. <laughs> Jesus made us the children of God. We should worship. We should worship from victory because of what Christ accomplished. We don't worship from defeat. The devil is a liar. The devil's a liar. He makes you feel like you're disconnected. He makes you feel like because you messed up, God's now 100 miles away and he can't hear your prayers. It's not true. It's not true. All you have to do is, Lord, oh, I repent. I'm coming to you right now. I ask for your forgiveness. Boom, it's right there. It's done. The blood of Christ sets you free. You have access. So we worship from victory, not from defeat. Now, this is great love, isn't it? This is unbelievable love. (laughs) It's all good. 1 John 3, 1. How great is the love of the Father that he's lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. That's who you are. You know, if I worship from a place of knowing who I am and where I'm seated, then my worship to God is going to come from a place of victory and not from defeat. It will not come from a place of striving to get his attention and get him to respond. Hey, Lord, I'm throwing my hands up. I'm right here. Pay attention to me. He's, no, this is an act of surrender. This is an act of my will is out of the way. Let your will be done, God. Amen? Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you guys are responding. This is awesome. God is good. <laughs> John 3.16, we worship God because he loved us. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He loves us. He loves you. You don't have to try so hard. We worship God because he loved us and made us his children. God sees you, he hears you, and he loves you. I was 15 years old, and this is just kind of letting you guys know and reminding us that the God that's in heaven seated on the throne, all that power... All of that authority, all of heaven worshiping him is an intimate God. He's intimate. I was 15 years old. This was a very significant year for me. It was right around the time when, you know, my family was kind of going through stuff and my dad wasn't really around too much. And, I mean, he was there, but he wasn't around too, too much. Like, you know, gone for weeks at a time. And um, I was going through just the teenage stuff, feeling like nobody cared and um, but I knew the Lord and I grew up in a Christian, Christian environment. I grew up in church. I knew the Lord. And I remember this one time I was in my room. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in my room praying in my closet on a bunch of shoe boxes. And I told God, you know what? 
God, you're my father. You're my father. And I just surrender. And that year ended up being like I was having encounters every week. (laughs) Every week I'd be laying in bed. All of a sudden I would feel the peace of God, the presence of God, this electric electricity just running through me, just letting him know, (laughs) letting me know he was close and he was there. He is so intimate. We were driving to this concert one time, and we, I was in a band, and uh, we were going to lead a couple of our own songs and then lead a couple worship songs, and we got lost. We almost got into a car accident on the way there. We were lost in this really, like, ghetto town, ghetto town in Massachusetts. And we were scared. I'm 15 years old. We got our amps and guitars and stuff. We're in the back seat. I'm like, oh, man, we've got to get there. So we're, we pray. <laughs> this is a cool story. We pray, and uh, say, Lord, we got to get there, so find a way. Get us there, in Jesus' name. We come to this intersection, five-way intersection, cars and headlights everywhere. We're, we're the first, and, first to go left. Out of nowhere comes this car, barreling down, weaving in and out of the cars, just going crazy. We see it, like, what's going on? This is crazy. This guy gets in the other side of the road, right in the front of our car, Drunk dude gets out of the car and goes, are you guys lost? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where you got to go? The mill house. Follow me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we get in the car. We're going like 80 down to 30 or something. I don't even know. It was fast. We're weaving out and just trying to follow this guy. And then up ahead, right over the, the bend, we see the mill house. Where's the car <laughs> that we were following? Gone. Okay. Supernatural. A drunk angel. See. No, he was drunk in the Holy Spirit. Okay. God will appear to you through a drunk angel. No, <laughs> no, and that just reveals to me God's faithfulness, you know. We serve a supernatural God. Be expectant. Be expectant for stuff like that to happen because you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. And we're, our responsibility is to bring the kingdom, right, wherever we go. And that night ended up being a, a crazy supernatural night. So Thinking awesome. It was so cool. Um, do I have time for one more story? Are we good? Or do we have to? We do? Cool. I'm getting better at telling stories. <laughs> Fifteen years old again. I was over at my buddy's house. And I was sleeping over. And uh, we were just hanging out, ready to go to bed. I'm on the ground in my sleeping bag. He's up on his bed. And we were talking just about God stuff, the Bible. And... I started talking about angels, and he uh, God decided to surprise me. Um, I, I don't even remember finishing the sentence. I tried to say the word angel, and I couldn't finish saying it. God stopped my mouth, and then again with that presence feeling, the <laughs> instant love, electricity, just love coming in waves. It felt soft, but it was like also really intense. And I believe 
That came from not striving. In three hours, that happened. And then that feeling stuck with me for three days after that. I'd be walking around and was like, I can't walk anymore. <laughs> and people thought, oh, he's one of those Jesus freaks. Yeah, I'm not doing this on purpose, people. <laughs> I am not trying to be all weird and stuff. Be like, yeah, I thought, okay. No, no, it was, it was God's power. <laughs> it was God's power. Just going, ah, blast him again. Okay, blast him again, you know. It was so cool. And so, like, all my friends wanted to hang out with me when we were in church. Like, I'm going to sit next to this guy because I want to get something from God. <laughs> oh, man, God is good. Amen. Mm, we're going to have an opportunity to worship some more, but um, we're also going to do communion. So uh, do you want me to invite the ushers down or are we going to segue? Yes, no? Okay. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Hope you guys got something out of it. Good job, man. He's a son in the house, isn't he? Thank you, Jesus, for Josh. Thank you for your encounters with him. You know, when you hear stories like that, uh, sometimes you can... You can do two things, kind of like when I go to a drum clinic and I see somebody doing it with one hand that I can't do with two. It, it uh, depresses you and inspires you all at the same time. So you hear something like this and you hear about these encounters, you may feel like, well, I've never had that kind of an encounter. What's wrong with me? Sometimes it's that <clears throat> there's a couple of things that happen here. One is when you have these kind of encounters, um, I'm going to ask the ushers to come on down and you can start putting it up here on the pony wall. Um, we ran out of the small cups, so uh, our good-looking and dashing head usher, Daryl, ran down to Albertson's, got us some bathroom cups or something. He came up with something to make sure that we get to take communion today. Thank you, Daryl. Um, sometimes you experience an encounter. God gives you an encounter because you need it. Sometimes you're not getting a prophetic word, you're not getting an encounter, it might be because you don't need it. That's a good thing. Josh was needy. He had a father wound. And so the father gave him a dimension of his fatherhood to fill that wound. And it's serving him and us well. Um, so don't don't feel like a second-rate citizen in the body of Christ in the kingdom of God if you're not having these kind of encounters. But secondarily, God gives us encounters because we all need them. Because we need to see Him. I remember Josh I had an encounter one time like that. I was at a conference. My pastor invited me. It was Oral Roberts University. About three thousand leaders from around the world were there. I was an associate pastor, and uh, I'm sitting there in about the third row, aisle seat, and uh, minister after minister were getting up and preaching, and this one guy got up, and he just started worshiping, and all of a sudden, I had a flash, and I saw Jesus when he was in his earthly ministry in Jerusalem, and he was walking through the crowds, and his glory, his glory was like the train of his glory was behind him. I saw it like that fast, and I started weeping. I grabbed a hold of the guy's, a preacher buddy of mine, I grabbed a hold of his jacket, because I was going to melt on the floor. And he was, he was the only thing between me and... It was a mixture between the fear of God and... It, I just can't even explain it. 
he finally jerked his jacket away because he wanted to worship. And I was keeping him from raising his hands, worshiping. And I ended up on the floor for two hours weeping. It got caught on national television. Some of my friends saw it and they made fun of me. And then my pastor asked me to join Oral Roberts and, and, you know, some globally recognized men and women of the body of Christ to go have dinner with them. And I didn't want to. I said, no, thank you. And he looked at me like I hired an idiot. You know, I mean, this is an opportunity. But I wanted to go. I just wanted to go back to my hotel room and be alone with God. And then I laughed for the next three days. (laughs) Nobody could have a conversation with me. Those kind of encounters are things that you can refer to when you're feeling dry, when you're feeling lonely, you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling distant from God. They're wells that you can draw spiritual life from, and you remember those encounters. So these encounters along the way are important. They're spiritual milestones. One of the reasons we asked Josh to teach uh, us today and to lead us in more worship, and we're going to do a little extra worship next week as well, is because you want to posture yourself in such a way that you're inviting encounters. That's why Josh says a lot, encounters take participation. Sometimes God just goes, and he does it sovereignly, and we weren't even asking for it. Those are great. I wasn't asking for it at that time. But I was in a place, I did go somewhere, where I would be in an atmosphere where I am uh, putting myself in position to have an encounter. That's why we like to do this at the Gathering Place Church. Every time we come together, we value worship because we value encounter because um, the Bible is full of encounters from, from Genesis to Revelation. It's not just teaching. It's encounter after encounter after encounter and after encounter. And that's where worship comes from, is seeing God. So what we want to do this morning is uh, Josh began by talking about that Jesus is worthy. And this is, what, this is what we saw in the book of Revelation that he read. It's what John saw in heaven when the angel showed John the future. And he saw everybody bowing down before Christ in heaven, declaring that he's worthy. And the reason that we can on earth say the Lord is worthy right now is because of what he did for us on the cross. So the Apostle Paul says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take and eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He was broken for us so that we could be healed. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So he poured his blood out for our sins. He was broken so we could be healed. And his blood was poured out so that our sins would be eternally forgotten. Thank God. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. 
So this morning as we receive communion, we're declaring that he came and we're declaring that he's coming. That's what communion is. So we're going to dim the lights a little bit. We're going to invite you to come down front here and you can come down the aisles this way and go back this way and take the blood and the body and this is part of worship. We're going to continue to worship and you're coming down to him saying, you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. And eat that, the body of Christ and let him bring healing into your soul, your body, your mind, your life. Take the blood, drink it, and let it wash you and cleanse you of your sins and declare, you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. And we're just going to worship. I'm going to ask the prayer teams to come down to the corners here. If you have sickness, disease, in your body you want healing, there's going to be healing power that's, that's released right now. You need baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you want your spiritual language. Come down to the prayer teams. Let them pray for you. Go back to your seats and let's just worship. For about the next 15 minutes, let's just let this place be an atmosphere of worship and thankfulness, declaring that He's worthy. And let's give an opportunity for encounters. All right, you're welcome to come receive communion. Let's worship.